You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, TV, movies, or news. We talk about it every week. I'm Jordan with... Arsenio. Samia. And Jason, again. Yeah, for the second week in a row, we've got our brother from another Instagram mother. (laughs) (laughs) Ragman has been confirmed. Yeah. Our resident super fan of Star Wars, because we have a special episode tonight. Rogue One has dropped. We're now in the era of the yearly Star Wars films. The anthology has begun, so we need our number one Star Wars fan. Let's just get it out and address the gorilla in the room first. I am a Star Wars fan, but I'm not a Star Wars fanboy like that. I'm like, (laughs) even if it's bad, I'll be like, it's good. I I I acknowledge mistakes in Force Awakens. I'll acknowledge mistakes in this. So yeah, not fanboy, just OG fan. But oh yes, yes, Star Wars is my because you're a fan of like the original trilogy. Yes, yes, I grew up with it. So yeah. Yeah. So if the color of the costume is a bit wrong, you won't go crazy. No, exactly. Thank God. Yes, (laughs) because I did get kind of OCD in this one. (laughs) (laughs) His collar and cape are. Are slightly off. I don't like don't this. Get me started. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> and there's that OCD. All right. <laughs> All right. Today, we've got a bunch of stuff to get into before we get into Star Wars. Ah, okay, not a bunch. We've got a few things. <laughs> we have some news. We're going to try and do this one quick, guys. We want to get into the thing you all want to hear about. So, we got iTunes reviews. We got a couple more since last week. Woo-woo! Yeah. People care. <laughs> we have a trailer review that we are now a week overdue for. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got distracted. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. And I like how there was literally that time where I think we're being praised for being uh, organized. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you, buddy. (laughs) I mean, I said then I was like, really? (laughs) You don't know me. (laughs) You don't even know what it took to get here. (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't know my story or the shoes. You don't know where he's been. You don't know the weeks he's had. (laughs) And we've got some light news and announcements that we'll just cover real quick. And then we'll get into Star Wars Rogue One. Sound good? Sound great. All right. Spoiler alert, though, not all of us in this room were touched by the Force in the same way watching this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There guy. may be some debate in the uh, Rebel Alliance tonight. <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> oh my god, don't you TRAR me? <laughs> Get your six Tra- pins out of here, bro. <laughs> oh my, it's awesome. Traitor! <laughs> Alright, let's jump into it. Let's start off with the iTunes reviews. And I just want to thank everybody that's been writing in. I mean, honestly, like just hearing feedback from people just is the push that I need some days. Like, <laughs> Seriously, it's what wakes them up every morning. Yeah. It's also it's really wild, easy yes. to feel like we're just a bunch of nerds like sitting across from each other talking like we would in McDonald's when I was 15 until there's yeah. like iTunes reviews. And then I'm like, oh, people actually listen. Yeah. That's right. So it's really encouraging. We make a difference. Yeah. People actually care about our thoughts. Why? I have no idea, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep coming back. Yeah. All right. So we've got John Spartan 3M and the subject is great show. He gets five stars. All around the book, comic, episode, trailer, and movie reviews are great and very in-depth and fun to listen to anywhere. Very entertaining, y'all. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks so nice, much, nice, man. Nice. Thank you. Thanks, man. 
Next up, we've got Logimon, which is, sounds like a bizarre Digimon. I don't That's know what that is. Awesome <laughs> yeah. Whose Mega Evolve is that? <laughs> probably Waddles. I mean, it's almost like Log Inmon. So maybe it's like <laughs> Log Outmon. <laughs> I don't know. It's a virus type. Yeah. His uh, subject is the best. Also, five star review. He says, I tune in every week and listen to it, and it makes my day when they make a new one. So that's a very. I actually sent this review to Arsenio and Sam like when we got it. I was like, Oh my god, my feelings! <laughs> I legit teared up when I got it. Like yeah. No, but it's really sweet. Thank you so much. Really that was a straight part warmer, yeah. Uh, and we're gonna end off with '80s Babe with a five star review. She says, "What's this? Another review? <laughs> <laughs> you Best like us? Ever. Yeah, you like us. You really like us." <laughs> They say, love this podcast, first and foremost. My favorite episode so far. Oh, is the one of me and my niece and nephew from Germany. Oh, is this oh. them? Is this like low key? Hazaria, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that you? <laughs> Enjoying the guests coming through recently. Definitely love the cosplay also. Hope your cat is doing well, my friend. Oh, thanks. Miss you at this Comic-Con this year. I hope to catch you next year. Peace. Thanks, 80s babe. I will. I don't know who you are, but I'll see you maybe at next year's New York Comic Con. So yeah. <laughs> just wear a sign. Yeah, <laughs> I'm '80s babe. '80s babe, five yeah. star. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's move on. We have questions of the week. Ooh. Yeah, and we're actually like we're a couple behind because I had one. <laughs> I went to the spot once again, just like with the the Planet of the Apes thing. Yeah. I had a review for a podcast. The question that week that I wanted to talk about that I never actually went over with you guys. We got very excited with homecoming. That's yeah, what happened. yeah. We just rushed right. In, but this is actually a, a homecoming related question. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> we've been useful in the episode. There well, we, we just suck. But we're organized. That's what's important. <laughs> on Earth three. Yeah. <laughs> So the question of the week was just for the home trailer, I mean, the homecoming trailer opinions of um, what was the favorite Spider-Man actor? And the overwhelming, uh, shockingly, the overwhelming response of 2,000 comments was freaking Tom Holland. With the little bit we've seen of him in Civil War. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Says a lot for the kid. Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be Toby. Just from like, you know, people who have been more familiar to the first one we got. Yeah, growing up with it. Yeah. And I've guys seen my Instagram post recently where I kind of like poke fun at Spider-Man 3. Yeah. But there's a lot of low-key Spider-Man 3 fans that I didn't know existed in the world. It's yeah. freaking crazy. Yeah, those I'm, people who are just so happy that we get it, that they're kind of like, why are you complaining? Shut up. But this Spider-Man 3, like, wasn't it fine. universally hated back in the day? I it thought was. so. I mean, I saw it, was pretty bad. I saw it again recently. I'm just like, there's moments where I'm like, oh, there's that Spider-Man 2 Raimi charm that I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, God. So... I could see the parts where it's like, yeah, this is fun, but then when you shut off your brain, like most movies nowadays, it's just like, okay, there's flaws. There's a lot of problems, and also a lot of studio back talk. It's like he didn't want to use Venom. They made him force him to do it. Too many characters, too yeah. much quick. But which they repeated all those mistakes in Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> <laughs> they learned nothing. Same problem. The studio. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Works at Sony Studios. That should be so. That should oh be Sony. God. That should be Sony's new logo. Hey, hey. <laughs> just the face. What? <laughs> Did you know that that was voiced by Alan Tudyk? Yes. What the hell? I know, right? Not while we were watching the movie, but then I saw the YouTube clip yeah, afterwards, after and fact. I was like, that's amazing. Uh, the best part is when he laughs, and he's like, I went to Juilliard. And he's like, he's shocked at himself that he ended up there. Like, he doesn't know how he got there, it feels what like. What a freaking paycheck. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question of the week that we got. Um, <laughs> it was a, kind of a joke. I wanted to know what people thought the most emo Skywalker was. But yeah, <laughs> we got about fourteen hundred comments. Yeah, we got it was between Anakin, it was between Luke Skywalker. He has moments, and it was uh, Kylo Ren. 
A lot of people were commenting like, "Oh, Kylo Ren's not a Skywalker. He's, he's a Solo." Skywalker. He, he, I'm like, yeah. people forget that Leia's a Skywalker. Leia. I don't like. At first, I was even to give you shit like, "Really?" And I was, like, "Yeah, yes, technically, he kind of is." He is like the incarnation yeah. of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He is a Skywalker by blood. <laughs> but people, once again, overwhelmingly chose what I thought was like the obvious. It was Kylo Ren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Anakin Skywalker was close. Not so much Luke Skywalker. It was about 10 percent Luke Skywalker, about 70 percent um, Kylo Ren. And the rest went to Anakin. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, come on. When the dude has like a temper tantrum with the lightsaber, I thought it was a gimme. Still, like, hel- <laughs> still hilarious. Yeah, we were actually having real debates. Like, no, Anakin Skywalker, he can't be it because he had reasons to be emo. Kylo Ren had no reasons, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's supposed to be a joke, guys. <laughs> you yeah. don't get angry about it. <laughs> Star Wars fans, some of them go real hard. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's, Let it's, there be it's, blood. It's passion. You're going to hell for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We're nerds. We've got passion for passionate things we're passionate about. <laughs> you heard what I said. Keep that again. You heard what I said. <laughs> passionate things for passion of passion. <laughs> what? It's all passion. All right, let's move on. We're trying to get these things quick. Let's go to War of the Planet of the Apes. The irony is we created you. Nature has been punishing us ever since. This is our last stand. And if we lose, it will be a planet of apes. How did you guys feel dropping July 14th, 2017? Andy Serkis returns once again as our man Caesar, the sexiest ape in the world. (laughs) I'm sorry, his voice is amazing. It's truly amazing. No, when he first talked at the end of like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I was just like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That first no? Mm. No. (laughs) I felt that shit. It was a precursor to Arrow's voice. (laughs) In fact, Stephen Amell grew from that. Caesar. <laughs> yeah, Julian. That's his evolution. Uh, I mean, Caesar Julian, went to the island and became Stephen Amell. Julian was in. <laughs> yeah, Julian was in it as yeah. Malfoy. Again. Julian helped create the Planet of the Apes. He yeah. fucked with Caesar. God, yeah. God damn it, Malfoy. All right, let's just go around real quick and just give our rating about what we thought about the trailer. I mean, it was it wasn't like much to it, but just overall, you know, Woody Harrelson versus <laughs> versus Andy Serkis as, as Caesar. What do you guys think, Jason? Let's start with you. I'm gonna just give it a passable. Just only for the fact that I kind of feel like we're kind of treading the same territory again. Like, I feel like the war kind of already started in the last movie. Like, we're going back to a war starting with different humans. Like, what's going on here? Mm. Um, <laughs> I'll give it bonus points, though. And I, when I saw Rogue One the other night in the, in the theater, I did that. Like, when, when Woody Harrison is saying, like, you know, and it will be a planet of <laughs> apes. I totally did the Peter Griffin. He said the name. Yeah. He said the name. He did the thing. We did yeah, the same thing know. when we saw the trailer. Yeah. But <laughs> it's over. Like, that kind of, like, I don't know. It just... I like Woody Harrelson, but something about him in this role, I, I don't know. I need to see more. Like, I'm not really feeling him. I never really thought Woody Harrelson in most roles. Like, and especially as he's like the lead antagonist. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I yeah. still don't get like that intimidation. Like, I like him in something quirky, like Zombieland. I yeah. don't know if, how I feel about him in Apes. You're afraid he's gonna Matt Damon Transformers it. Base. Uh, you mean uh, Mark Wahlberg? They look alike. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I wish um, it was Matt Damon. Uh, and and we're we, not gonna give up, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I'm only giving it a passable because I haven't seen enough yet and I don't know how to judge. Like I'm excited because mm. I love the eight movies, but it's like I just I'm not sure about this yet. Okay. 
I mean, that's fair. What do you think, Arsenio? I'm definitely the same passable too. It's like I want to see what more develops, but like Jordan, uh, like Jason said, it's like, didn't we already see this in the last one? Like, mm. are they gonna retcon that one out of existence or? I don't know. It just feels like it's too much rising of the planet. It's like, okay, at this point, we should have the planets completely taken over. Even names are confusing at this point. <laughs> it's the day of the night of the rising of the dawn of the planet of the apes. Just maybe. start the planet already. <laughs> it's like, can you just write this? Because that made more sense to me than the continuity in this movie. <laughs> it's like the Friday movies. Uh, yeah. It's definitely passable. I love the effects. Love how the story's going to play out. And I just want to see how it goes with it. Yeah. But, you know, give me something new. Yeah, I mean, this, this series is like one of those guilty pleasures for me. Yeah. Like it's, and you know, I think not a guilty pleasure. It's it's one of those like gems of like I didn't think it was gonna be good, and then you see it. In both cases, yeah. I was like, I defy you to be good movie. And in both cases, I was actually pretty good. <laughs> and it was amazing that it actually was able to outdo itself in the sequel. So yeah. like, I'm really hyped to see this movie. I would, I, I give it a passable too, only because that's kind of been my of like each of these movies going into it like it from the trailers you can't really get a feel for like the kind of gravitas they're gonna bring to the story when you're actually in there that's why i think they, it surprised me each time you know what i mean so yeah the trailers never really i feel like have never really done it justice because the last one i wasn't excited for and then when i was yeah. watching it i got really into it yeah and and i feel kind of the same about this one where like I'm excited to see it because the premise is just eternally interesting to me, and it's kind of like watching a sociology experiment mm. in a like cinematically done, which mm. I enjoy that type of thing. Um, but yeah, but it, it's like it can so easily go wrong too. Like they never, oh, yeah. they never really give me enough like to amazing, like trust the movie. That's amazing. Weirdly they do every movie though. <laughs> yeah. Every movie is like no, but it they like so consistently <laughs> make me think they could go wrong, yeah. even though they prove me wrong. So you think at this point we have more confidence in them, but I st the premise is too dumb. <laughs> it's too dumb for me to have confidence in it. Yeah, but there's like, only so many times it can be like war against the human. Like it's always war against the humans. Like I don't understand why that always has to be the central conflict, at least from the trailer. Because yeah. more is going to go on. To make a society, you can't just fight all the time no one will be left i assume this is going to be like the last movie before the actual transition to the planet of the apes fully yeah and you know i'm down with that because this looks like a really dope prequel to king kong so i'm with it <laughs> I, I think it would be cool if it was also doing some of the in-between stuff where we see them trying to build a society and then what are the like skirmishes that happen in between what it takes to build mm -hmm. a society because mm -hmm. it's not just going to go from like little skirmishes to planet you yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of well, infrastructure like the, has to happen. So yeah. I'm hoping we see that because otherwise it's kind of a non sequitur. The plot of this movie is supposedly it's like the, the great war that will decide the fate. Like this is like the last push of the human military before they were fighting that like colony kind of thing. Now they're actually fighting like yeah, the last... like the last one was a rebellion. This is flat out war. But, like, yeah, this is flat out like this is all or nothing. It's gonna like you heard Woody Harrison. He said it for though, you, right? And, and I kind of feel like what you're saying because it's supposed to be Planet of the Apes, but it looks like we're still dealing with this one particular Col tribe, Colony of the Apes. And yeah, <laughs> yes. like yeah. if it's the planet, like I want to see the movie. Like you, there, there's got to be other. That's what San Francisco, I think. So there's got to be apes in New York and apes in you know Washington. Exactly. And like, like we have no indication that we're gonna see even what's happening nationally, much less the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's gonna be how amazing. Amazing Avatar moment where they call upon all of the different tribes of apes around the world and they all come to help. Like, yeah. yo, I'm with like it. an Avatar. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. cool. Yeah. But again, like if I saw some indication of that in the trailer, I would be like, perfect. Yeah. You know, if yeah. there was like some indication that I was just gonna see more of what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean, I care about one tribe, but that's what I cared about last movie. Why yeah. do I have to care about only yeah. that for a whole nother movie? Yeah. And this is um last thing I'll say about it. Did you guys know that um 
Whoa. Did you know? My- yeah, he looks like <laughs> <laughs> completely. What did Barry Allen do just now? I don't know, man. I had, I had something I was going to say. I don't even remember now. <laughs> it was, All that lead I know up it to was something. It was something deep, too. Ah, whatever. Halfway through Star Wars, he's going to remember. Yeah, I'm having a week. Oh, yeah, the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whatever. Anyway, let's move on to King Kong. I mean, King Kong. Let's move on to the other monster movie, which is Godzilla. King of Monsters got its title. The big announcement being that it's going to be dropping in 2019. King Kong v. Godzilla will be dropping in 2020. Nice. But the title just being Godzilla King of Monsters. You guys excited for this movie? No longer being directed by Gareth Edwards, who is direct, who directed um, Rogue One we just saw. Yeah. I mean, if it's King of the Monsters and it's going to fight the actual other monsters, I'm definitely down for that. Yeah. Instead of that weird, creepy, yeah. whatever the hell they were in the other movie. I forgot what they were called. Something. But um, I was actually at uh, San Diego. You know, I go to San Diego Comic Con every year, and like mm-hmm. I think two years back, there was a panel um, after the year after Godzilla came out, and they came out and they were like, "We're announcing Godzilla two. We don't have a, na- a title yet." Uh, but they were like, they kind of like, "We're going to show you a little something." They showed us concept art, and they did show us concept art for Mothra, um, mm-hmm. Rodan. You can throw them all in there. It's gonna be Battle Royale. That'd be dope. I feel like there was a third. Oh, and um, Ghidorah. Yes, King Ghidorah. Nice. So, oh, yeah. King of the Monsters kind of makes sense if now. Like, Especially if he's going up against King Ghidorah. Yeah. You know, title leads in. Yeah. King Kong's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Who Bruh. made you king over there? <laughs> and credits, and Kong's going to be like, what? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm excited. I love giant monsters fighting and Godzilla. When it's done right, it's always fun, always fun to watch. Yeah. And in the same vein, Pacific Rim got the sequel fuck, treatment. Yes. Uprising. You guys heard Uprising? about that? That's what it's called. Oh. Pacific Rim Uprising. The title before this was going to be called Maelstrom. Yeah. But now they're calling it Uprising. I thought it was going to be Pacific Rim too. Is it the same cast or new? Di- no. Uh, Finn from Force Awakens is in it. Yeah. I don't know if Jax is coming He's back. not coming no, back. Right? No. no. New cast. He's going to be the son of, uh, I don't remember what the name uh, of the character is. Idris Elba's character. Idris yeah. That's good. Yeah. Which I'm hoping, you know, like, like, like cool drift system. I'm hoping that, like, since Idris Elba was kind of able to drift by himself, mm-hmm. like, he was like a project that could kind of do it, but not really pull it off. And his son could master it and then maybe he'll be like the first like solo pilot listen when Pacific Rim came out I was like this is the Megazord fight I want to see my whole life so uh, I'm gonna hype for more of that I'm excited as hell for that movie Let's I mean Scott it. East was gonna be in it and the director is actually a former Daredevil showrunner Ooh. so it's got all of like the pedigree of like what's gonna be a dope movie it has good signs yeah so fingers crossed for that that comes out in 2018 so we'll get that before we get to the Godzilla King of Monsters and the following years the King Kong versus Godzilla perfect stuff. setup this is a bunch of <laughs> each year giant monsters and things fighting <laughs> starting with Power Rangers oh hell yeah oh yeah it really is <laughs> can't wait for that um, and last little bit of news we can get into um, Gotham City Sirens are you guys excited for Gotham City Not and her Megan sirens not if Megan Fox is in it she beat me to it oh god Ditto. <laughs> poison ivy <laughs> why why Hollywood? <laughs> Stop trying to make Megan Fox happen. She's not gonna happen. Well, and there's also like, it's a gimmick, but it's such it's like a gimmick for like the opposite reason. Like usually gimmicks are to like bring bring people in, like bring the masses in. Everyone is turning away from the idea of Megan Fox. No one like, likes no it. No one is into it. It's, so it's universally like, hated. Please on the internet keep right now. moving. Yeah. I remember the Planet of the Apes thing. <laughs> 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 what was it? <laughs> What didn't hype me as much for the movie? Oh God! <laughs> as opposed to the sequel, um, at least in the last trailer for like the last movie, they had that awesome money shot of the chimp up with the machine guns on horseback. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't have that for this new movie. Nah. No. Uh, and that was true. really like the clincher of like, even if I, I, I doubt that the movie's gonna be good just because of its premise, 
it's a fucking monkey with machine guns and a horse. This is fucking gonna be epic. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's just something you never see. It raises the stakes. Yeah. Take my money. But this one doesn't really have that hook. It's like, take mine. Sense? Woody Harrelson, I guess. Uh, <sighs> he dropped the line. I guess that's kind of interesting, but it's not the same as machine guns and on a horse. No. Anyway, back to <laughs> <laughs> Stop the sirens. So. Flawless transition. <laughs> So fucking organized. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of non sequiturs, yeah. <laughs> organized people, organized. Yeah. Yeah. No, Man, I just I, I want it. I want it to happen. I'm so excited for it. And then like th- the first thing I hear about is Megan Fox, and I'm like, you know what? I just I don't want to be excited. I don't want to get my hopes up. Like I'm already scared. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is DC too many thinking? Times. Like, just not even just the Megan Fox thing, but they're also trying to look into, like, a, a spinoff for Deadshot. Because no. he's Will Smith. That's really the only reason yeah. to have a no, Deadshot movie. But there's more to that, too. I read that he also wants to be part of Sirens. Sirens. And I'm like, how, Sway? How does that work? You're off doing your own thing. She was popular and I'm popular and why not? It's like DC is making movies with things that are, like, just tested. Like, audience tested. Like, things that, like, it's not so much, like, what the greater good is for the story or, like, the narrative they're building or the world they're building. It's just, like, okay, what do people kind of like? Let's, let's like, kind of dig our heels into that because we don't really know what we're doing. It just feels yeah. like they're, they're gravitating toward anything that seems like people will want because they honestly don't have a direction for their own universe. And I feel like that goes back, and I'm probably going to get hate for this, but I know this is something that you're, uh, like, a thought that you mirror. It's it's the entire setup from the DC movies from the beginning. Like it kind of felt like they didn't have a plan. Like they were constantly playing catch up with Marvel, mm-hmm. and you know we really don't know what to do, and we're just going to throw out there and oh, audiences seem to react to that. Let's do more of that. And yeah. it's it, they didn't really lay down a good uh, um, foundation Mm-mm. at all. So it's like they're putting together this really rickety house, and like, like some rooms are good and some rooms aren't, and. Overall, like I still feel like it's doomed for failure. I like your analogy. <laughs> no, like honestly, it even takes me back to like when Man of Steel first came out, and it was doing good. And it's like, all right, we're doing Man of Steel two next year, and I'm like, bruh, you just got off the off the floor, yeah. plan it out. And I feel like it's even that would have been a better move though. At least that was like the Iron Man, yeah. Iron Man two thing. Like yeah. you know, lead with the foot that's strongest. But then you're like, no, put Batman in it. Oh, we fucked up. Wait, what's the Suicide Squad in it? Oh, I fucked up. Wait, let's get Wonder Woman. In it. And you're talking about like. Poison Ivy and, and a new Catwoman and you're talking about Megan Fox and Deadshot before we even talk about like an Aquaman solo movie or like a Flash movie like these things are still like just in the ether they're, they're as equally as like out there in the ether as this Sirens thing and yeah. it's like this is not the foot you want to leap with to start your universe like Harley Quinn is not the foundation of your universe at least Marvel did it right where they started with their core characters set up the feel of their universe with those core characters and branched out from there well this is just it just feels random but I will say is that what DC is doing that Marvel isn't doing and I don't understand it is DC actually cares about their female audience in a way that Marvel doesn't what do you mean? The Black Widow movie? No? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that, but that's exactly what I mean. Is like, yeah, they set up all their white male characters in the Marvel yeah. Universe, and then we get Scarlett Johansson every so often, and we got Scarlet Witch along the way. Look, you but wait like, your turn, okay? Miss Marvel's coming, but first, we even got yeah. Black Panther out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. But, it, but yeah. exactly. And Not like, really in the young. meantime, we have Will Smith as Deadshot. Well, at least we have a black man yeah. in the DC Universe. I mean, really. And we already have Wonder Woman coming. So, like, I like the idea that they want to do something like Gotham Sirens because also those are characters that would help each other if it's 
well written. Mm-hmm. And then therein lies the problem: is well written and well casted and well edited. Like we don't know if that's really going to happen. That's zero but, faith in a project literally motivated because Margot Robbie was like, "I really like this character." Like I don't give a fuck who you are, just because you're an actress that likes the character. Great. I don't want to make a whole movie because you like the character a lot. <laughs> no, and fair enough. Except that so many girls also kind of got into comics and kind of like relate to Harley Quinn for whatever reasons stick that I her disagree in the with. Batman movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so stick her behind the man. Is that what you're saying? Fuck. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I was fucked up for sitting. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> hey, she kissed him. I'm just saying but, in I this mean, universe I, I need to see Joker and Batman before I see Harley Quinn I get what you're saying but like I, I would rather they, they at least have the Wonder Woman thing going for them like that's a character I would sooner want to see before even Harley Quinn no and I no and I agree yeah. with that you know but so I'm just like I'm saying that it's flawed but like these movies coming out as weird as it feels like still makes me kind of happier than some of the Marvel stuff because that's getting so formulaic and it's just all men that I just can't relate to at the end of the day. I can't. I don't have a dick. Well, let's hold that thought until we see Wonder Woman because you might be yes. more upset. I know. No, I know. <laughs> if it goes wrong, you'll be like, I can't believe it. Why did I have faith this piece of shit? My vagina is insulted. Yeah. I don't want that at all. That's the worst. No, I know. That's the and worst reality. I don't want to live there. Like somebody's going to burn down DC, I feel like, if that's going to happen. Me. I'm like, <laughs> me. But I feel like that's anyway. the problem too. Like, like we, there's so many cards that they already have that we in the deck that we haven't seen yet. Like they yeah. have, like the Shazam movie that's coming out like 18 yeah. years from now, and you know, and everything keeps. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. This is the and problem. Everything still keeps shifting around. Like, didn't they just push something back so they could push Batman forward? Like yeah, they, uh, was it Flash uh, or Aquaman? I think it was or, Flash. Yeah, like, it we was don't, Flash. Like yeah. we don't even know this Sirens movie might not even happen. They don't even like, know, they're talking really? about it, but well, and oh I, well, we'll push it back because we're gonna bring Justice League even closer up. Like they're yeah. constantly shifting things around. Mm-hmm. Let's get Wonder Woman. Let's get Justice league and then let's make sure they succeed because it is still questionable you know a lot of fans are divided on bvs and a lot of fans are divided on you yeah. know suicide squad and you want the justice justice league to be a, the solid foundation yeah you don't want to put shaky characters and then on top of give that. me all this other you know uh, gotham city sirens and, and yeah. everything yeah. else and like and what i mean is like i don't disagree with that necessarily i'm just like pointing out that little like flaw i see with the marvel universe yeah. versus dc but like no, i agree, I agree with, with both yeah. of you because some of these ideas feel like like they're beta testing to like the entire world. Yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> so like everything like, feels audience tested. Like yeah. everything feels like, all right, we put this in front of X Y Z people, and like they like this. Like this is their demographic likes it. No, but this it, one doesn't. But it feels okay. Like, let's change it because they might like it more if we change it to this. Like you know what I mean? No, like, but it feels like they get that from like their box office results. Like they're not even putting it in front of small groups. They're like <laughs> everyone liked Margot Robbie and Suicide Squad, even though everyone hated that movie. So let's make yeah. another Sirens. I think like the main problem with it, it was separates like Warner Brothers and Marvel Studios. Mm. It's that it's Marvel Studios. Their focus is the Marvel properties. Yeah. So they can organize it better. Warner Brothers is still doing other stuff and it just happens to have DC. Yeah. If they made like a DC Studios, then it could be a lot more structured because they could focus just on the DC universe. True. And not yeah. worrying about like, oh, what's Warner Brothers? I was like, oh, let's read the new uh, Popper's Penguin or some other shit like that. <laughs> Well, all right, let's move on from the DC hate. I think we feel like quota for today. We still love it. <laughs> At least I do. This is like every time we bring up DC. We're like, hurt fans, though. We yeah. just like, we're all like, we're all really DC like solid. Like I have mostly DC comics, so it's like they just hurt me more. Yeah, like half, <laughs> half my cosplays are DC. I only have like two uh, Marvel. Yeah, we're angry because we're passionate. 
And, exactly. And we're passionate because we're passionate fans. Now we're to get angry and passionate about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Fan means fanatic. That's where passion comes from. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of uh, news and trailers and stuff, let's just talk real quick about Justice League action. Have you guys seen it? Episode one dropped yesterday, Friday the 16th. Not yet. It is a cute combo of Teen Titans Go, which I already saw a really cool advertisement with Teen Titans Go advertising Justice League action. Which is pretty dope. Kind of meta. Way, like a cool way to use that show to kind of advertise another show. Yeah, but um, I think it's cool. It's it's like seventy five percent Justice League, twenty five percent Teen Titans Go. Like it's it's a less campy Batman Brave and the Bold mixed in with Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. That's a good balance. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I only managed to watch like I didn't realize that the first episode was going to be an hour, which was kind of a cheat because it just felt like they took like the several ten minute episodes and just kind of threw them together as one episode. I did not watch the whole thing. I've only I, I watched, only like, watched a up clips. to the Superman, Wonder Woman, Parasite part of it okay. that's as far as I got but Jesus I agree Christ. entirely what you said yeah shit. I still haven't watched it at all but just like from like from what you know like the animation yeah. the characters and like Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill like I'm already oh, yeah. sold yeah. on that that sold me right there yeah, yeah yeah I think it's gonna be good I mean like you know I, I actually am not like a hater for Teen Titans Go like I, I think it's pretty funny it's funny it has yeah. moments yeah but um that combined with like just like a limited level of like storytelling like I don't know if it's gonna be that connected I don't think it's gonna be a consistent story like that it's gonna be more episodic yeah but I mean I think it's a cool like in between of like getting kids and teenagers into you know the comic book genre and you still have things like Young Justice, uh, Young Justice season three coming out so you you got that more adult oriented mm-hmm. um, DC uh, show as well. Listen, 2016 is still here. You don't jinx it for Junkie. <laughs> <Right? laughs> it's going to be like the night of the Christmas. Like December night 31st. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> why, would it, why would the plans for Young Justice Season 3 cancel? Well, Jordan was really excited about no! it. No! <laughs> I will Darth Vader no so no! <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I mean,. Maybe we'll talk about it more when we actually all see it, but mm. we should watch the first episode and kind of review I, it. I try to, but then I figured, I know we all had like late nights and I was yeah. like, I don't think you guys are going to watch it. So I only like watched a little bit and I, I figured it even came out yet. Yeah. So, but I'm hopeful. I'm not looking at this as like, I know some people looking at like something that's kitty. See, this so. is why the news works is because we're getting news from Jordan right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, he is organized. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm successful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to what we're all here for, the main event, Rogue One. Jin, trust the Force. The Empire's building a weapon capable of destroying an entire planet. They call it the Death Star. We need to capture the plans if there's any hope of destroying it. We want to help. How many do I need? I'll be there for you. The captain said I had to. Charming. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. I will not fail. The Imperial forces Um. are converging on our present location. Take hold of this moment. The force is strong. And I love the fact that it jumped right into the story. No, no crawl. No I know text. everybody was like wondering. Yeah, that going that threw in. me off for the, for the first second. I'm like, oh, no text crawl. And it was jarring. They they yeah. delivered went. We're in. <laughs> like it went right into the story. Um, 
I want to go over real quick just synopsis off of IMDb and also just read off some of the characters real quick and then we'll, we'll kind of delve into the characters. First give our opinions overall and then we'll double back and kind of break down the, the movie by going through each character. Sound good? Sounds great. good. All right. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm. According to IMDb, the movie is two hours and 15 minutes, which, uh, I mean, it went pretty fast, yeah. all things considered. The Rebel Alliance makes a risky move to steal the plans for the Death Star, setting up the epic saga to follow. And this is the first film in the anthology series of Star Wars films that are going to be coming out every other year from now on to complement the main saga films, which are episodic ones. But I think it's funny, this is like, they, they call this like a Star Wars story and not like part of the episodes and the saga films, but like this could be episode zero. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't have like you know what I'm saying like 3.5 yeah 3.5 they were trying to avoid stuff like that yeah but I mean it basically is like it, it's not even so much like a side story it's literally the lead up to what happens in the it's literally because I watched A New Hope yes, last night it's you watched the, the opening you're a true crawl. fan <laughs> it is the opening crawl yeah. from, from A New Hope yeah like, everything that says in there that the rebels have just scored their first device, decisive victory against the empire it's the movie for real like he literally read that was like alright now let's flesh that out that's dope Okay. And I know, like you could literally cut off the end, like the end credit scenes of mm-hmm. like this, this this movie, and you probably staple it to the other movie. It yeah. literally and leads up flows. to the next scene. Yeah, yeah. like we. I, I even really noticed, cool. like when you see Vader in A New Hope, he looks scuffed up, and like when you see it the first time, you don't really notice. But now you're like, well, he well. Are we talking spoilers? Mm, let's, let's wait for that all one, right, guys. Right. There's a reason why he looks scuffed up. In a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to... Spoilers, guys. This is going to be a spoiler podcast, but we want to kind of bury the lead in probably the most epic scene of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we have Jen Erso, played by Felicity Jones, which I had never actually seen her anything before. She this, played um, Felicia. Felicia in Amazing Spider-Man. That's right. You too. did mention that. And, and I'm forgetting it. <laughs> yeah, because she's so forgettable. <laughs> She was also the female protagonist in Theory of Everything yeah. with Eddie Redmayne. Mm, okay. And so she got a lot of notoriety for that. Yeah. Okay. She's a good actress. And Cassilius was her father, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Coming <laughs> <off> Dr. Strange. <laughs> that, that threw me off. I was like, Hannibal and Cassilius at the same time? Okay. Yeah. And you're the good guy now? All right, so that's Cassilius. where your acting in the movie went to. So he's just working for Disney now. Hannibal works with Disney. Oh my gosh. Shit. I'll tie together. The family he lost was what happened in Rogue One. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ed Cannon confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got Diego Luna as Cassie and Andor. I'm just going to go through these real quick. Alan, Alan Tudyk as K2SO, which fucking killed it. Fucking awesome. Oh, hilarious. Donnie Yen yeah. as Chirrut Imwe. <laughs> the real MVP. Hard as hell to pronounce. We've got Win Jiang. I definitely butchered that name. I'm so sorry. As Baze Malbus, who in his promo picture looks nothing like the character. <laughs> and honestly, in the movie, I actually didn't know his name was Baze Malbus until after the film. That was the, the big dude with the machine gun. That was right? Big Basically, Gun Guy. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was um, the friend of Stick Guy who was yeah. done. Yeah. Friend <laughs> of Stick Guy. Uh, stick Guy, heavy gunner gunner guy. guy. We'll get, yeah, time. <laughs> That's how I was like literally calling him out. I was watching the movie like, all right, Stick Guy, that's the Big Gun Guy. <laughs> I am going to nickname the shit out of all of them. <laughs> we got Ben Mendelsohn as Krennic. And Forrest Whitaker as Saw Guerrero, which I don't watch the um, Star Wars Rebels. Do you, Jason? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. So <laughs> Thank you, God, you, Star Wars fan. He's a character from that. Well, he's he was actually in the Clone Wars cartoon, and okay. now I just saw online today that they're going to be bringing him onto Rebels. Okay. Which I guess would lead into- Does um, he look like Forrest Whitaker at all? No. Oh. Um, I mean, Clone Wars was set during, in between episode two and three, so he was younger. Um, I think he had like short cropped hair. Like but he was a black guy? Yeah. Okay. That, that's the only similarity. Okay. He was okay. Well, I, I <laughs> been, was like, he a brother? They could have recast him. I don't know. <laughs> Pulled Nick Fury in this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, 
And I'm just going to throw out Jimmy Smith's Bail Organa just because I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, the dude for the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason's such a fan. He actually rewatched the prequels leading up to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> did it, did look, it, did I only it? did it because I was homesick. Hey, but look, man. But you, didn't, you don't need to watch the prequels to appreciate <laughs> Rogue One. Um, I would definitely say watch... The, the original trilogy because you know there's a lot of easter eggs in Rogue One pulled from A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return a lot of Jack. from New Hope that mostly yeah. A New Hope but. I'm not a hardcore I think we should also in our review kind of just briefly discuss like what our level of fandom is for mm -hmm. Star Wars because I've kind of done it before when we discussed Star Wars a year ago in this podcast Yeah, but you, know, you haven't really Arsenio and Jason, I think it's important since you're like yeah. the guru of Star Wars right now. <laughs> he's, well, I, he's our Yoda. I think yeah. it's because you, when you only, didn't you say you only watched the original trilogy for the first time like a year ago? Or? No, I, well, yes, actually. I watched it before The Force Awakens. I like, I've seen the trilogy um, beforehand, like, mm -hmm. but like in passing. Like, I never would sit down and watch it from beginning to end. So before Force Awakens came out, I sat down and watched the entire original trilogy like from beginning to end, just kind of like absorb that world before going into like the new one. Because I, I wanted the nostalgia, but it could not go back in time and like yeah. gain that experience when yeah. I was a kid. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's, <laughs> the, that's the dynamic between the two of us because yeah. you're somebody who saw it years later and mm -hmm. had to like kind of like go into that world. And I was somebody who grew up in that world. Mm -hmm. Like Star Wars was just everywhere for me. I ate, drank, you know, yeah. everything Star Wars because that was like my you know, my, my childhood that played with the toys, watch, you know, read the books. The so first like, big geek fandom. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a huge cultural thing too. Yeah. yeah, it really was like, you know, brought cinema into space for like the first time in a mainstream and fun way. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I rewatched the original trilogy and it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> it was, it was kind of a hard watch. I'm not going to lie. At some points, just cause like, I didn't have that. I, I feel like it needed to catch me when I was younger and it didn't. I agree yeah. with that because there's been things that, like, I'm going to put it out there. I never saw, and I know this is a big thing with fandom, A Nightmare Before Christmas when it first came out. Mm. My sister saw it was a mm. huge fan. I only watched A Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time last year. I don't really feel the drawer of it. Yeah. And I think it's because it's not something that I grew up on. I didn't see it when it first came out. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I got to go out and buy So I, I feel what you're saying. Like, yeah. it's a different feeling when, like, you're just constantly, like, living in that world yeah. yeah and now unlike religion you have to be indoctrinated yeah. at a young age yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm one with the force and the force with me <laughs> but that being said I am a huge fan of the Star Wars mythos like I, I I'm not a fan of the prequels either <laughs> but I I can watch at least the exciting parts of those movies and like love them because I love just like the the concept of the Jedi I love like the world of Star Wars itself I love Sith I love the dark side the yin and yang of it all that stuff I'm a big fan of I love the characters I can liken it I think best to Final Fantasy 7 mm. I never played Final Fantasy 7 but through other games, through other stories, through movies like Advent Children, I knew everything about that game without having had to play it. That was actually me too. Yes, yeah, so I didn't play it when I was a kid, but like I just knew about it through other things. I loved the characters like Cloud, Sephiroth. And then when I actually played the game, I was like, are these the same characters? Like it didn't have the same impact on me because like the, the iterations of these characters later down the line. I have so were, much more development. More development. We they were cooler. They were sleeker. They had like more edge to them because like, you know, Usually the reinterpretations Polygons. of things. Yeah, the re oh, that too, <laughs> the <laughs> graphics. But like the reinterpretation of the characters later down the line, get, like fleshed them out to the point where I enjoyed the characters more. So I, uh, the original source material I wasn't a big fan of, but like the, everything else I was. Same thing with Star Wars. Like I love like the Old Republic games. Mm -hmm. I love like the, the some of the novels, just like the, the overall stories of those, of, like from them. And again, the mythos. Mm -hmm. So like the Donnie in this, in this movie, favorite character because he kind of fleshed out more of like that Star Wars mythology that I love so much but the movies themselves nah, 
not that interested. <laughs> like, it's really hard for me to sit through the prequel for all the council meetings and the, the like long boring yeah. discussions. Well, it's a very boring trilogy about taxation oh, and blockades God, and whining and yeah, get get to the Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> and then when you finally get to the Darth Vader in the final episode, it's like, no. oh, no. oh, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but the epic last fight with him and Obi Wan, emotional as fuck. Yeah, yeah. All that bad acting, Hayden Christian, and all those other movies didn't really matter when you get to that point because like you still can understand you still understand the character where he's at yeah, to a certain extent and even that I don't, I don't even blame so much him it's more like the directing of the director yeah if you're focused so much on the CGI which is what I hated about the new prequel that was mm-hmm. all CGI it's only so much an actor could do if you give them bad directions yeah it's like here just say this say these lines oh yeah I hate saying because it's coarse and it's like <laughs> did you not read this line I will defend Hayden Christensen's acting to the day I die for that one scene in Return uh, Revenge of the Sith where he's looking out into the distance and so is Padme and they're both like having that moment of like before he turns to the dark side where she it almost feels like she can feel him turning to the dark side and he's like making that decision with what he's gonna do mm-hmm. and there's no words in that scene but just his facial expressions and that's, play that's that my argument too when he yeah. does more of that but when they give him like stupid lines yeah. you can give those lines to Denzel Washington and he'll still sound like an idiot yeah they gave him Samuel Jackson he sounds pretty stupid yeah. <laughs> but he's saying so he can pull off by yelling <laughs> but without saying motherfucker yeah I like to say that, you know, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, love The Force Awakens. Um, that's like probably my favorite Star Wars movie, even beyond like Empire Strikes Back. Because even though I appreciate what that movie did at the time and what it did for the entire franchise, I just, you know, at the same time, overall those movies the, didn't do it for me. The so. Force pulled you in more and it gave you like that first experience of like a Star Wars fan from like the first time. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely in the same boat because I, I got into Star Wars when the prequels were coming out in, in theaters. And I was mm-hmm. like, my dad was like, oh, Star Wars, you never seen them? I'm like, oh. So I started watching. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I didn't really appreciate it that much when I was a kid because I didn't really get it. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, cool, lightsaber battles. This is awesome. I saw when I was older and like I saw all through them and I was like, all right, I see with the story. I love the worlds. Like the worlds feel massive. They feel alive. Yeah. It's not like, oh, there's this planet and this planet and then everything else is eh, filler. It's like <laughs> stuff's going down all the time. Yeah. So even going into this one, like in the beginning, like I see how it sets it up. Even just like from Force Awakens, like you still feel that growth. It feels natural. Mm. It's a fully developed world, which God speed for that, because that's impossible to imagine putting that all together. Oh yeah, all the like, especially for this new movie, all the locations they like find to shoot on. That's why I think it looks so gritty and real in Rogue One, especially because they find actual locations. Yeah, it's not like prequels where everything's CG. No, that's that, that's what you need. And it's yeah. like, if you're going to be so fantastical when you have an entire CGI background, you lose something. Yeah. And I think the original Star Wars was kind of built on that. Um, Jason, do you feel that way? Like it was built on like practical effects as yeah. well as like the CG? Yeah, and that's why like the prequels kind of lost its, it's it, Lucas kind of lost his way. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I have this <laughs> new special effects. Special yeah, effects, I have this special. new, yeah. Like, and then like when he started toying around with the original trilogy and like, I'm just going to randomly just start throwing stuff anyway. And look, it's, it's robots just crossing the screen when you don't need it and you know it just yeah. there's an animal's butt away his animal's butt it meant to be in my image <laughs> yeah George Lucas I, I feel as though he's not really needed for this franchise anymore no, it's, it's, he had an amazing original vision yes he will always get credit for coming up with yes. the original concept but the best thing he did for Star Wars was walking away from it mm-hmm. I agree because even though I mean we're about to get into Rogue One it's, I, I'll, I'm not going to bury the lead it wasn't my ideal Star Wars movie? <laughs> it wasn't what I was expecting. That's really my main problem, my expectations. We'll get into it. Yeah. But coming out of that movie, it's still better to me than the, like all the prequels and mm-hmm. the original movies to me. Just yeah. because like they, they're never my thing anyway. So like Force Awakens, Rogue One. That's how it feels to me. It's still right now. it's still even with our prompt with it, it's still a good movie. Yeah. Like I don't I don't regret oh, yeah. watching it. I say all this because I need everyone to understand 
I really want to love. <laughs> I really want to love this movie. This is like BVS all over again, except this is actually a good movie. <laughs> it's actually put together. Fight me. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually put together competently. Let me say that. Like all the pieces are there for what should be and can be for a lot of for most people. This is an impactful and, and amazing experience. I, it just wasn't there for me for a lot of different reasons. We'll get into it. Let's break it open right now. Rogue One. Jason, why did I know you could start with me? Because, because you're a super fan, man. I need you to lead on a strong foot. I need you to because tell you me are you are the I new hope. See. I am. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, for me, it was a, it was perfect. Perfect. Not saying that there wasn't flaws. No, no, no. But I would give it a perfect rating. Yeah. Um, going into this movie, I didn't have high expectations because. Um, I didn't like what Gareth Edwards did with Godzilla. I hated the fact that it's like, get ready for this epic monster battle, and now the door's closed and you didn't see Godzilla, and it's like, oh, and now Godzilla's gonna attack, and no, we're gonna go into the casino, and you're gonna see it on a tiny TV screen, and I was really worried that that's what we were gonna get in this movie. Like, look, there goes Darth Vader, and no, and now we're gonna go outside in the clouds. I was about to say that, if you because there was a Godzilla in this movie. And his name was Vader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's, that was straight up his Godzilla technique. Yeah. Yeah. Use the better effect. Used a better effect, yes. but they they showed more. They actually, sh I was like worried with the battles. You weren't going to see anything. Mm. You sort. So I went in dreading that. I felt like we, we didn't get that. Like we actually got a good movie. Um, don't get me wrong. I love The Force Awakens. I think it's a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. I, I know there's a lot of people that will constantly beat on it. Like, oh, it's basically just a new hope all over again. And I don't look at it that way. Mm. It's it's a homage to what came before. Yeah. And it, the storytelling-wise, it's showing you that in stories, sometimes the same stories repeat themselves History to different people. Themselves. And that's all it is. It's not like, we're yeah. lazy, and so we're just going to have, instead of Luke, we'll have Rey. And instead of a Death Star, we'll have a Star Killer base. Like, it wasn't. It's showing that especially within this family, cycles repeat themselves. Yeah. So that's why I love The Force Awakens. And it's like, it's, it was enough time that you had the liberty to do that. Yeah. 30 years later, like you are resetting for a new audience as yeah. well. So like, why not take elements that worked from the past? Yeah. With Rogue One, I was kind of happy that for a little while at least, we got away from the Skywalkers and the Solos. Like it mm -hmm. kind of felt like the entire galaxy runs runs around them. Yeah. yeah. And, and it does, fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are other people, regular people that are fighting the same fight that they're fighting. And I like that. I like the gritty war aspect of it. It's like, you can't go in it. Like, I know a lot of people were getting on the movie about, and I don't know if you guys agree or not, when, when you give your thoughts, you could say, but a lot of people felt like there wasn't a lot of character development. But you're going in already knowing, like, again, we're talking spoilers, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Basically, everybody dies in this movie, but how can- What? You, no, I'm kidding. You know, <laughs> Even Vader? But I mean, have you never seen A New Hope? Like, you've yeah. never heard of these characters before. Like, you mm -hmm. kind of go into it thinking everybody's going to die. So yeah. how, how much character development are you going to really do? But that being said, I feel like you did get character development because with your main character, Jin, Jin Erso, she was kind of selfish and she was mm -hmm. kind of for herself and she had character growth. Like, she had her yeah. moment that she's like, this is a greater cause than just me. Like, I have to fight for this. Um- uh, what was it, Cassian Andor, the captain, he yeah. was kind of like your no-nonsense soldier, I will just follow orders and do whatever, and like he went against that to do the right thing, like yeah. to do the better thing again for the greater good. I would so, say they, those two characters had the yeah. most development. Everybody else was kind of just there. I, I have a question. Um, when Stick Guy and Gun Guy... <laughs> yeah. uh, Donnie and his Stick Guy, let's just get that right, yeah. who was a badass in this movie. Tell me anything about the relationship. Other than... They're oh, close. I'm with him, and he's kind of crazy because he's in love with the Force. And Romance, I just, <laughs> very romantic. They have no backstory. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we're here. The only thing that they do say, and this probably probably went over you guys' heads, but again, being an Uber Star Wars fan, at oh, one please, point please in the movie, me, yes. <laughs> and this is one of the Easter eggs. At yeah. one point in the movie, 
they refer to, I think they refer to themselves as the, journal, the guardians the of the will. Yeah. And journal, the journal of the will was the original like screenplay title that Lucas wrote for the Star Wars saga. Mm. So he was, on one, it was kind of an Easter egg saying like, we know that this is where it came from yeah. and we're paying, you know, homage to that. But on the other hand, like they didn't really get it. And, and that is definitely a problem right now with, with um, these Star Wars movies that a lot of the stuff it, there's tie-in comics with Marvel and there's tie-in books. Oh, I'm sure there's and some kind of spin-off. Yeah, there's good, if there isn't already, there's going to be that backstory. Yeah. And it kind of sucks because a lot of people don't read comics and a lot of people don't read the books and a lot of people don't play the video games. Yeah. You're not going to get that backstory. Yeah. I'm sure there is going to be a backstory that ties into that whole Guardians of the Wills, mm -hmm. but it's not in the movie at all. It's just like, hey, here's these two guys just hanging out in this planet that we happen to be on. And, hey, we're going to fight with you. Yeah. And <laughs> that's like one of the flaws that's in the yeah. movie. Like, let's just kind of throw them in. But... I, I love the war aspect of it. I, I feel mm. like it was like, the gritty, let's like do it, Save it, yeah. Private Ryan in the Star Wars universe. You oh, know? Yeah, for sure. I love that um, A lot of the characters, like Alan Tudyk as uh, K2 was fucking awesome. Like he was, like BB-8 was, was everybody loved because he was cute and adorable. Yeah. K2 was just awesome just with his sarcasm and his humor. Yeah. Like that whole part when he was like, you know, do you want me to tell you the odds of whatever? whatever. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, you're going to die. They're high. Waiting they're for really Han Solo to be like, never tell me the odds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Because yeah. he told me to. <laughs> and and I just, just, love that just, just to touch on what you said, I love the fact that it was, obviously they use CG. Um, one of the biggest things is recreating characters from the original trilogy to bring them back. Mm, wait, which, before we get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to I wanna talk about yeah. this well, one of the main characters in this film that on one level, I don't even think needed to be a main character. But on the other, I get why he was in it. But the use of the CG on that character, I would say, was questionable. But let's get in. Like, I'm, I'm gonna give my thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I would just say that you're on one extreme. I'm gonna go the other extreme, and then hopefully Arsenio would be the balance between our two worlds. <laughs> I'll, be the, I'll be the great Jedi. Yeah. Well, obviously, since you already put out there, we're talking about Tarkin, and yeah. I felt like he needs to be in that movie because how can you be like that's like how can you talk about um like the Infinity Stones and not have Thanos? How can mm. you talk about Apocalypse and not have Darkseid? How can you be talking about the Death Star and not have Tarkin? Yeah. Yeah, he might have been in the movie a little too much. Um, he had full scene. He, he had, had more he was a character. In this movie. He was literally he, had, yeah. well, he was alive in yeah. the movie. He, he really, <laughs> really <possible>? did. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when they first showed it, I was like, oh, okay, this is amazing, like CG. They're doing like the Robert Downey Jr. thing. Like mm -hmm. they're gonna see this guy's face and have like one scene where it starts off behind him in the camera. And I thought that's all you were gonna that's see. That's all we're gonna see, yeah. 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 And I see his reflection. I'm like, that's enough. He turns around and starts talking. I'm like, oh, okay. It's kind of CG, but all right, this is a, it's a throwback to the character they see in New Hope, and that's kind of cool. And then he appears again, and he appears again. Yeah, he's <laughs> and I'm like, he, he was used a little too much, but I get the reasoning for it. Um, but like the point I was trying to make about it was aside from like stuff like that, it was mostly a practical movie. Like yeah. they actually, much like The Force Awakens, they use like actual animatronic aliens and let's actually build yeah. these sets. And I really appreciated that. And like the last thing I'll say before I throw it over to, to you guys is just whatever your issues are with the beginning of the movie or even he's like please two hours, <laughs> even two hours of the movie, the last twenty to fifteen minutes more than makes up. Like that's better than. All the Star Wars movies combined. The the space battle, the ground battle, and that that Vader scene, I feel like completely redeems any issues uh, you might have with the movie. You know what? I would agree with that logic to an extent, but that would be like if I I gotta give it the same I can't give it a, a pass more than I gave Godzilla. Because like it's the same kind of issue where it's like it was a lot of this so is better than Godzilla. Much better than Godzilla. I'm not saying it's as like uh, even near the level of Godzilla, but in terms of like the end of the movie making up for the rest of it not being as like what I wanted it to be, it it was a great like 20 minutes. That entire last act was like this is what I wanted the entire movie. 
but it's just I don't know. It just wasn't. It can never bring it up to like a perfect level just for that right. last twenty five minutes. Just right. like with Godzilla, like it, you can't that twist at the end mm-hmm. can't make up for that hour and a half plus I was sitting in the theater like waiting. Look at my watch going like, all right, I know what's gonna happen next, so I need to just go to the next thing like already. Well, and that's really my my problem with the movie. Like you kind of touched on things not being like a rehash of the old movies. I gave Force Awakens the pass because it was that time gap between New Hope and Force Awakens. So it did feel like, yeah, you're retraining some elements, but it's it's necessary because you're telling that kind of cyclical story and it's because you're kind of reintroducing this this whole genre and this whole franchise to a new brand new audience. They're not going to really know that. It's a brand new chapter. Exactly. And I understand that by virtue of this being a sequel to prequels and a fucking prequel to the original movies yeah. <laughs> that there's not really much wiggle room you have in terms of like where the story can go so it's not like going this, but that's kind of the problem because like going right into it I already know what the end game is I already kind of assume all the characters are going to die in this movie yeah there's no stakes yeah, yeah yeah so I needed at least if I know what the end point is I needed the characters to be more fleshed out and I, I know that's what you said like that the complaint a lot of people have mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot too I've seen other people also complain about the char- like character development so when people start dying at the end of the movie, as emotional as it was, and oh my god, for as little development as it was for those characters, I still felt those deaths. I teared up a bit. K2SO, when he got shot Yo, to death bro. by the barrage from the stormtroopers, last stand, mm, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving him the android power fist right now. It's like, bro, like you MVP status right there, dude. <laughs> but it's just, it, it wasn't enough. Because for like the... For the rest of that movie, which is the majority of the film, I was sitting there going, "Okay, I know where this is going. I understand these like what Jin Erso's character mm-hmm. like arc is going to be. She's not really with the rebellion. Okay, I get it. Her father is a key to creating the Death Star. Okay, so she's literally only involved because he has she has to be involved with him somehow to get the plans. All right. So obviously she's not really about the rebellion because she's like shunned and angry about some random shit that we wouldn't really see. We never really get the backstory of like whatever's going on with her and um." With- her and Saul Guerrero's character. So she's sour about the re- rebellion and we don't even really know why. Like, it's, oh, you left me. Okay, well, you're still bitter and as far as I can tell, you have no cares about the resistance. Yeah. But as soon as you had that, you know, very generic death scene with the father that we all knew was going to come. Like, this guy was not going to get it out. Her, it was her, her Uncle Ben moment. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I've seen it a million times before. Like, I've seen these generic plot points done throughout the, like, the stretch of time. I've seen it done. So I needed the characters to actually have some kind of like anchor point. And like, yeah, they were funny. Yeah, they were even likable. Diane Yin's character, uh, Baz, Baz, Baz Malbus, whatever his name no, that is. that was the other guy. It was a ch- ch- Big gun guy. Oh, no, I'm saying oh, both, of them. Okay, both I, of them. I, I can't keep up with Diane Yin's name. Chewie Airway. Yeah, just call him Airway. Stick Guy. Stick, Donnie had a stick. stick oh, Guy oh, and Gun Guy. Call him Ip Man. Yeah, Ip Man in Star Wars. All right, Ip Man and Gun Guy. Like that duo was even fun to watch, but like, I just felt like it, the movie was missing character beats. Like, it was a two-hour, 15-minute movie, but I felt like if it had another 30 minutes in that first and second act to kind of even give me some conversations between the characters, it almost felt like Suicide Squad, where yeah, yeah, I, I didn't care enough about the characters to when they had these, like, character turns, I was like, okay, you reached that point because I knew you reached that point, not because, like, I actually felt you reached that point. Point in case... Finn, uh, Finn, wow. <laughs> Jen Ursa, when she gave that speech to the Rebellion, she goes from being the, I don't give a fuck about the Rebellion or anything you're doing, to I'm now the voice of hope for the entire Rebellion. And you do that speech they always do, where the Alliance is always arguing about something, and they do the turn of like, okay, let's all work together. Like, I knew you were going to get there anyway. I knew it was going to happen. Like, why even go through the, like, oh, the Rebellion can never, like, agree on anything, like, trope? I, we've done it before. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, that's not the reality of that world. 
Like story-wise, it makes sense. But I've seen it so many times in so many other Star Wars movies that it's like, you're I'm doing, seeing it again, but with less character. Yeah, you're retreading the same grounds. Yeah, and I like her less than Luke. So it's like, what's the point of Jyn Ursa's character if like I don't really know who she is beyond this is who her father is and this is what her cause is, but I don't know who she is. That being said, I have softened <laughs> since my initial viewing of the movie, and I've started to kind of second-guess myself and go, maybe you're not supposed to care about the characters as much as the, the cause. Mission. Yeah, the, the mission and the end goal. It's like the dirty dozen, so you're not really knowing about the specifics of each of the characters individually. It's more about them working together and like how they will throw away anything and everything to complete their cause. And like you're supposed to be looking at the rebellion as the main character rather than any specific one person. But, <laughs> that's all well and good, but I go into these movies because I like motherfucking lightsabers <laughs> and I love the motherfucking characters. And in Force Awakens, I went to that movie not knowing Finn, not knowing Rey, not knowing a lot of the new characters they introduced, Maz, uh, Maz Kanata, Kylo Ren. I didn't know any of those characters going in. Uh, Poe Dameron. But in the few scenes you have them conversating. You get a connection. I feel the connection. I feel even if there's no dialogue beyond like just like hello. <laughs> They're able to pull off in such a way that I actually believed it. And like I, I'm looking forward to seeing those characters interact in future movies. If the movie ended with these characters not dying, I would not be like, bro, but Bay's Malbus though. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if they would have survived, I would have been so fucking mad. If they didn't die, I would not care about these characters at all. Yeah. That's not true. Donnie Yen, K2SO. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> always. But you see what I'm saying? So like I I think going out, coming out of the theater, I was I probably would give this a passable, but I feel like I'm already kind of warming up to the idea of like this being a more than passable, and I can especially see it being perfect for fans because there were so many like nods yes. to like the like um, the New Hope. There were so many like nods of just in just dialogue. I I laughed out loud. And you know what else hurt me? My theater was or assholes. Yeah. My theater <laughs> did not laugh at all oh, during God. they did not laugh at all like during any of the funny moments. Definitely wasn't Star Wars fans then. No, but no. The, but it was like a half it was opening night, a main theater in my area, and it was like half empty, one, and then two, everyone in there. And it was weird, they clapped at the end. But every joke did not land. And wow. I'm like, I'm laughing at the moments of like um, K2SO when the elevator door is closing yeah. and he's like, I have a bad feeling about this. I'm like, ha ha, Han Solo! <laughs> <laughs> so like I saw like their little like Easter eggs and like nods to the original movies, but like it just wasn't enough for me as somebody who's not like a huge hardcore ultra fan of those movies and like have that yeah. nostalgia for it, for it to like keep me entertained up until that third act yeah. third act I'm all in but until that point I look at my watch going like I've seen this I've seen it I've seen it I know where it's going I've seen it and I just feel like a jaded asshole <laughs> but yeah. I'm leaning toward that more than passable and I feel like you said to me I feel like I understand why you felt this way about this movie and I feel like that's probably why fandom is kind of like this This isn't like a BVS that fandom is like divided like it no. seems like the majority of people really yeah most liked people it. liked it but I think what you said you went in there you wanted to see lightsaber battles and Jedis and this was not that movie and yeah. I'm the opposite side of that spectrum I feel like I've seen nothing but lightsaber ba battles and Jedi I wanted to see something a little different have so. you though yeah. have you seen Darth Vader lightsaber style like since the original don't get me wrong yeah. no. like I, said, I didn't need to see more whiny Skywalkers whining about their whiny life so I don't like, want to see whiny Skywalker you know. I want to see Darth Vader kicking some ass yeah, well. which he did but but I and that's again my, I think my major problem though is just my expectations for this movie because going into it everyone was already raving about it being better than Force Awakens yeah that was like the universal everyone was like Force that, Awakens that's what was happening that. to me too I went in and I'm just like everyone's like oh my god this is so perfect and I'm like alright yeah so in my mind my expectation is like okay I really like Force Awakens so now this is gonna be better than 
net. So for the first two thirds of the movie, I'm sitting there going, "This is better than Force Awakens. This is better than Force Awakens." And you lied to me. My, yeah, it messed up my experience. I think that's why I need to rewatch it again with like with like a lowered like knowing that it's not what I wanted to see. Maybe that lower expectation would help me like actually process what is actually there rather than why I want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Arsenio, what do you think? I'm in a similar grounds to Jordan. I would give. Overall, we'll give it a more than passable. Mm. So you're between me and, yeah. and Jason. Right? I am literally the great Jedi between you guys. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but in the first act, like one of my problems, like especially with the prequels, is how sometimes they get a bit too wordy and lengthy. Yeah. And I work overnights. So I was tired. So in the first minutes, I'm like dozing in and out. And I'm like, this is Star Wars. Why am I nodding in and out of consciousness? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, because. It starts off with the basic story, continues on, see her arc, and then they go to the temple. She meets the Forrest Whitaker. And at that point, I was starting to get more into it. But, like, to get to those points and to keep going, it's like, it's dragging. It felt to me like it was trying to figure out the momentum it needed. And then when the momentum hit, it fucking charges straight through. And you're like, okay, cool, I'm in. Yeah, once it hit that beach, it's all, like, it's all in. Yeah, that's when it kicks up. But for the first part, I was just, like, cliche, boring know this see what's happening like I got the references I was like ha get it funny oh yeah C-3PO and R2-D2 made a cameo awesome yeah, yeah and it's weird when like you're you're kind of outside of not that's so what outside the fandom but like when you can see all of like the like the sprinklings of like this is for you fan this is for you fan but and it doesn't affect you as much it doesn't hit you so it's all like the way. you just see it like Nice try. <laughs> you know what it felt like? It felt like with Dark Favors, it was like flicking away laser beams. Like, <laughs> that won't work on me. <laughs> yeah, no, I just didn't, uh, didn't do it nah, for me. And like, when, as the story continued, like I started to get more attached to the characters, started to like see what they were going with. Like you said, I wish they had more of a backstory to them. But, but especially when you were saying your point of view, that wasn't the point. The point was the mission. Get the plans for the Death Star. Get this out. Bring them the hope that they want. Yeah. And I even even when then Jin gave her entire her entire Katniss Everdeen speech, I rolled my eyes. Rebellion. Me too. Because especially when it came from Cassian. Yeah. Rebellions are built on hope. It's like you just heard that from him like why an you, hour ago. Like, <laughs> why did you say that in Transformers voice? Yeah. Give up, okay. <laughs> Rebellions are built on hope. Okay. <laughs> nah, but once like once they got to the beach, they got to attack, and they got to the actual chunk of the movie, which was yeah. this entire mission. I was all in. All the moments were hitting points. And for me personally, that entire arc leading up to the end, when they get the plans out and then mm. it ties into the ending. Directly into Star Wars. It, New it went from like the best of Revenge of the Sith to Empire Strikes Back for me. I was like, okay. And I'm just like, holy shit. I got to watch this movie again. Yeah. Like I got it when I texted Jordan and Jason. I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, it's true. And then I'm like, but the beginning though. And Jordan's like, word. Same. <laughs> like, I got problems. <laughs> Jason was sad, but... I definitely, I'm definitely gonna want to see it again, because I think even my theater like ruined a bit of the experience for me, and also my mindset was completely in it. I was tired, yeah. So I want to go in like fresh, wide awake. I'm like, all right, here's my bottle of coffee. Let's <laughs> watch back. this. Let to come back with the re-review. because <laughs> right, but you know, it's when you talk, when you mentioned like um, seeing it before. It's like it's felt like you play Halo Reach. Yeah, it was a Halo Reach of Star Wars. This was the final fight of the Osiris of Star Wars. It's like I even the point of them like all dying. I'm like I've seen this story before. Like I know what's coming, and it's like. For the story to impact me more, I need the characters to be more impactful. Yeah. And did you, I want on the subject of characters, I want to mention, did you guys know about the um the reshoots that they did? I, they I did actually reshoots? wanted to bring they that up. They were reshoots. If you notice, if you would, would break up a trailer now and watch mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of shots in the trailer that aren't in the movie. Like when she says, I rebel. Yeah. That's not a oh, movie. Yeah. When she was up on the radio transmission tower, a TIE fighter came up behind her. Yeah. That's not in it. So I'm curious what the movie looked like before the reshoots. Don't tell me they're going to go Warner Brothers. I'm like, I don't the think so. 
they, just, they, they, they didn't do that with Force Awakens, so yeah. I don't know. But no, it was um, Gilroy. They brought him in to do re-edits yeah. of the uh, the movie, yeah. and I could see it. You know what I mean? Like I can understand. Maybe that's why the pacing kind of seems off in the beginning. Maybe that's yeah. why some of the characters don't click as much as like you might expect them to. Maybe that's why it's a random fucking tentacle monster that rapes the fucking pilot yeah, for no reason. Was, yeah, I'm yeah. like, what is hentai? What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this this thing? And the same way that you said that, like, now that you're talking about it, you're kind of warming up to the movie a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. now that I'm talking about it, like, my Star Wars high is, like, giving way to reality a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm, like, going down a little bit. And, like, yeah. I think one of the major issues is, and me and Arsenio on our own were talking about this earlier, that you kind of, like, they went, like, we need to go here to get this so we could go there to get him so we could go here to get that so we could go here to do this. Like a video game? Ca- <laughs> yeah, and you kind of yeah. could have knocked out two of those steps and just, like, let's go from here to there to there and did more character development and actually fleshed out these characters more yeah. and maybe it would have worked but again that might have been uh, like you there's know, not much dialogue between characters in this movie yeah. no. and, and I don't know if you had saw the Magnificent Seven remake that came out with Denzel I saw it uh, recently I kind of felt like they kind of did the same thing like let's focus on these three characters and the rest of them they're just going to come in and yeah. just going to accept yeah. it yeah. and this kind of felt like it like we're going to focus on these like two or three characters and everybody else is just there and you don't need to worry about it because everybody's going to be he's funny he's and, cool oh hi Kingpin and it just kicks in yeah. later but even Cassie I felt like only ha- like, even though he was one of the more developed characters I felt like he only really had that turn at the very end where he gives the speech to for, for the most uh, part right? I was just like why is he here yeah I, I, it was hard for me to understand him a little bit a little bit is French accent or is it French what, what's Hispanic accent? Hispanic yeah I'm not sure where he's from but he, oh. I gotta look that up again I, I'm pretty sure because he was on Conan and it sounded like he had a very thick but Spanish I love like, like this is things we love. Like I love the fact that it was gritty and like no, really, I love no, that. That's it what, was very much filmed from like a like a down up perspective mm-hmm. of like the war, and that's what I really liked. It was like a day in life of like this is what this galaxy is like when like you push your limits and your rebellion is made up of different like alliances that are barely functional at any given moment. <laughs> that are the freaking Skywalker family. Yeah, and they're making questionable choices to do what's right. I really like that from the fucking the first scene with Cassian, which was, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking dope. Fuck you, George Lucas and your Han Solo didn't shoot first. Cassian shot first for fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even at that point, I was like, wait, is he an Imperial on, on the low or something? And it took me for a loop, and I was like, oh, you know, and the same for that same argument, the entire war, it's a shade of gray. Yeah. The good guys aren't always the good guys. Good guys can be assholes. Yeah. It's like the bad guys have their reasons for doing certain things. So you can see different elements of the side. Like if focus yeah. a little bit more on that part of the story, like where the difference in the similarities are uh, to would have made flesh it out because it's the first time we're focusing on the rebellion on the rebels Yeah, which uh, like Jason says we have the series I haven't watched the series I haven't watched the Clone Saga series because I'm just like <sighs> okay I'll get to it if I get further into it Yeah, but it was uh, so much hmm, I don't even know how to properly say it kind of like a missed opportunity in the beginning you could have fleshed it out a lot more with the characters like you said even another half an hour Yeah, focus on the characters focus on, on the choices focus on how it affects them and how they grow from that how they develop because they, like Jason said, make a trip here, go to there, get this guy, get this guy, get this guy. Now shit's going down. So it's just like set up, set up, set up to the final act. Yeah, those first two acts could have been like all character development. And then if you just want that big explosion at the end, do it. Yeah. But I mean, how do you feel about Chewie? You, what is it? Chewie? Chewie. Chewie. That's Chewie. Wow. Um, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's character. Like I, even his, does he sound like that in the Star Wars Rebels? Like his whatever like perf- like accent he was affecting, it like, was hard to understand. He sounded like Voldemort. <laughs> I don't. I don't it, he was getting high as fuck with that mask. <laughs> I don't. That's I don't remember the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, when they announced that he was playing a character from Clone Wars, like I had to look it up because he was like really like in two episodes obscure, like two three years ago. So it was like, uh, all right, I don't really remember. Yeah, 
I mean, even that, like, there, like I thought there would be more scenes with him and Jin, but it was just so direct to the point of like, where were you? Oh, I left you. And then like, I didn't really feel that like, if you're his sur- if you're her surrogate father, like, I did not feel the connection. You know at what? All. It's the Godzilla effect. The same thing we had when you're like they're showing off so much. <gasps> See, now it's clicking in. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking you kill fucking. What's his name again? My, Michael White. What? <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah, he he was the Brian Cranston of this movie because I'm thinking he's gonna be a bigger character. Then it's like, oh, that's it. The scenes with the Death Star exploring stuff up was amazing visually, but it's like, okay, that was it. He's there. He's Bob. Yeah. Bye. I really like that effect and everything. It's just it just seemed unnecessary. Even like why his reasoning for staying there to die. Yeah. Like I'll just stay here. Why? I'm tired of running. Yeah. Okay, bro. You've been running up to this point. <laughs> it's like ah. Uh, Death Star, I'm done. <laughs> nah, but in overall, I still say it is a good movie. It's it's a great refreshing take, like Jason said. People argue that The Force Awakens is a new hope. This is not. This is completely different. And it's refreshing because it, Is it though? Is it different? Near the end, yes. Near <laughs> <laughs> the end it is different. But even that, again, it's just it's pulling from other story elements. But I get what you're saying by different. It's just that I feel like there were so many nods to the new hope, it didn't feel different for me. It just felt so samey until everyone started dying. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, oh shit, this is real. Yeah. I never seen this in Star Wars. Never saw like, oh my god, Finn's down and Ray's down. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not like in the in the New Hope when the team starts dying and like, oh my god, what happened? This one is just like, oh shit, I actually had time with these characters and grew to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still suggest everybody to go see it. All right, yeah, because we got a party we're about to get into, guys. So yeah. Say hey, everybody at the party. Say what up, guys. I'm sure everybody can hear you anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's wrap it up now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. yep. All right. Uh, overall thoughts though we did enjoy it definitely Just, enjoyed it I would yeah. I would give it first since you wanted the ultimate Star Wars fanboy here I think for the fanboys it pays off because you watch that and then you watch New Hope and like I literally watched it was like like that was always as growing up it always irked me like how come when the Death Star comes to Yavin 4 which Yavin 4 is in this movie and I was like yes <laughs> I was like why do all they have is basically the equivalent of like F-16s like where are all the big ships that you see in Return of the Jedi yeah. Yeah. well this movie kind of makes sense they just left a major battle where like their fleet was getting decimated it's like that makes so much more sense now yeah. I would love to see a you movie know? about and the fall of Jedi you know that, what I'm saying? that reminds me yeah. too the explanation for the exhaust port Yes, yes, that was a beautiful. Yes. That was a great way to put you plugged, it. Plugged like the biggest hole in the Star Wars mythos. That yeah. was genius. They gave a reason for it, and it, it was made like it heartfelt. Yeah. yeah, and I went into this movie love. saying, if this movie doesn't <laughs> love end with somebody putting those plans in Leia's hands, I'm gonna be pissed off. And spoiler alert, those plans go in Leia's hands, and like it's not even a month later, a week later, a new hope begins. Like right ten there. minutes later, after. before we got out of this, I know we were trying to wrap it up quick. We got to talk with Darth Vader, guys. Come on. We were my meet Arsenio. I mean, you have been asleep for the first two thirds, but when you get to that beach and then you see Darth Vader's lightsaber, that was that, shit is that was what I always wanted to see Vader of. Like his first scene, I will say this, it felt unneeded. He yes, just, he walked very in. unceremonious. He walked. I was in. like, that's he the talked. cameo. The scene before where you see him outside of his suit in the tank, mm-hmm. he was just like, holy shit, this is the guy who did get burned alive. And he also dropped the corniest line in the movie. I'm trying to remember. See, you don't. Make sure you don't choke on your aspirations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, really, bro? <laughs> like, even James Earl Jones sounded, he was like, am I really reading this? All right. That's a scene. <laughs> really puns? Really? Like, a, uh, since I, I do, like, film stuff of my own, too, like, visual cinematography, the way you could have done, set that up is you could still see show off Vader, yeah. but he's off screen. He's in his regeneration tank from, yeah. like, Empire. He still does the choke and has all those points, mm-hmm. but then it goes back. And then the first time you fully see him- Is that scene? That dark hallway lights him yeah. away. Oh, why aren't you writing? Because honestly, like, if you're going to show him at all, like, if you're going to do anything with all before that last scene, that's the perfect way to do it. Yeah. And his whole 
the whole point of that t- scene was to tease until the end. Yeah. So we just fully teased. Don't like show. Don't just pull out your whole cock and be like, there it is. Like it? I'm putting it back in now. It's like, no. what? <laughs> 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 it's like, no, man. You don't even go that far. Like, you can do a little dance or something. You don't gotta be like, there it is. Because <laughs> when that scene ended, I was afraid. I was like, is that literally all we're getting of Vader? Like, yeah. I know they don't want to make him the main thing, but it's like, felt like a disservice. And then you get to the full scene, it's like, all right, that paid off. Yeah. Yeah. But like, this is where my OCD kicked in. His cape. It is like it looked whack. His yeah. suit looked whack, but I'm like, alright, it's throw back to the original. So but he had the red eyes. That no, made I it love that. Question, is that what the original suit? In a new had? hope he had the red eyes. Okay. In later movies it was black lenses, oh. but in a new hope he did have the red no lenses. No one like Star Wars Rebels' eyes are red too. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's yeah. the actual yeah. canon eye color? Okay. Yeah. But that, that whole scene was just fucking amazing. Like everything I wanted to see from Darth Vader in his prime, pretty much. I wanted to see some lightsaber throwing and like maybe a little bit more like like mobility, it, but like using the practicality of that suit. Mm-hmm. He did wonders with it. It makes sense as to why they fear him so much. Why oh he's yeah. he's like the fr- like the fr- freaking Freddy Krueger. Space wizard! Yeah. <laughs> he's he pulling out like fucking, everyone's like shooting and at not the hands. E- and not even trying. It's just like, okay, 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 you're yeah. done. And it's like, get us out of here! You know what it was like? Um, it was like Reverse Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, where it's like, he has no competition because yeah. there's no one else that can face him. I'm like, well, a Jedi? You're literally just walking through fights. Like, this is fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Jedis can be terrifying when you're not a Jedi. That's why I love that scene. It was like, it, it was legit like a horror movie with the Force yes. in that one scene. Which I would love to see. Like if he, if they do another movie like about Darth Vader, like oh, throughout between those years, and they make it like a horror film yeah. of how they view him, sold. Take yeah. my money now. I want to see him interact with Donnie Yen's character because like his whole like his whole uh, mentality of like the Force with me. I went with the Force. That moment was also one of my favorite moments in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like just walking through like the battlefield and like literally everything missing him until of course he finishes what he's trying to do. But like I just felt like those two characters just interacting slightly, or even, just, or even just like he, if he would have felt better, he's just like there's yeah. something really dark in the force right yeah. now. Yeah, something especially like since he's tied to like the end of the you know, Jedi, the end of like the like the legacy of the Jedi. Yeah, just have some kind of interaction with those two characters. But I, I don't know. That was just like my thing. I was like, man, I really wanted them to at least talk to each other. <laughs> 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 something overall, still a gr- still a good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's just the, I just want to read the action scenes and how they were filmed it was fucking amazing because even how Donnie was kind of like moving like through the, the gunfire and stuff even his first scene and this is for me like watching old kung fu movies like Jackie Chan mm-hmm. the way it was filmed it showed his skill yes. you felt the rhythm of his movements and of the fighting yes. what pissed me off about cor- fighting choreography nowadays like they cut on every punch game so it's like you could tell they're not really punching that guy mm-hmm. you could tell they can't but this one is like he's skilled he's trained Show off what you got, bro. Yeah. Steady camp, boom. We're going to revisit this next time because yeah. I want to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, all, like, all three of us will rewatch yeah. it. Yeah. We'll come back with our revised reviews. You'll be lower, we'll be higher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that movie kind of sucked. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jason? It was amazing. <laughs> We're all more than past. I was like, all right, well, I guess balance out. <laughs> the force is balanced. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and with that, you want to get out of here? Call it a day. Call it a wrap. We're getting this party. Let's wrap it up. Yep. This has been Blurred Vision. I am Jordan. Arsenio, Jason, and we will see. Oh, 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 wait. oh, yeah, she's been entertaining because she's being the host. <laughs> and we will all see you next week. Peace. Deuces. Deuces. Blurred Vision is a podcast made for fans by fans. 
Find us on Instagram at Blurred Vision or at our website, theblurredvision.com. You can also like us on Facebook or Twitter as The Blurred Vision. Don't like iTunes? We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. For any questions or inquiries, please contact us at theblurredvision at gmail.com. <laughs>